right, everybody, welcome to River Dish. My name's Ryan Bloomquist. I'm here with my co-host. Sam Gold. Hello, everybody. And we are here recapping this season of the new CW show, Riverdale. So, a brief history of the two of us. I'm here with Sam. I have never read an RG comic. I didn't know this was based on a comic book series, yet here we are, totally engrossed. Uh, Sam, on the other hand, has a different experience. Yeah, I went to sleepaway camp in, you know, the northeastern states, so of course I read all the comics, and I'm such a fan, and Ryan literally texted me saying, I had no idea this was based on a comic, aka Riverdale the series, so here we are, different aspects, we both are obsessed with it, and we have a special guest tonight. Yeah, we are here with guest, Monet Monet Sable. Sable. Hello, everybody. Future star of uh, Sweeney Todd off-Broadway in New York City. Coming up this season. If you are here in New York. Yes. And uh, 54. Former fan of Gossip Girl, so I love the CW. Yeah. So Monet just experienced Riverdale for the first time, so we're here to talk about it. We want to recap the first episode ever. Yeah, I honestly have to say, so I didn't know about Archie. Okay, me neither. I must admit, I saw pictures of shirtless Archie mm-hmm. on Twitter, <laughs> and I saw River- <laughs> I saw Riverdale. I was like, I guess this is something I have to watch. I mean, there was so much hype about Riverdale, where it was like, you know, everything about it was like, this is the next teen drama. Everyone has to be obsessed with this. And everyone was like, I don't know, maybe. And then premiered, and everyone was automatically on board. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Abs... I mean, statutory rape, rape, (laughs) embezzlement, like incest between siblings, um, drug pushing on teens, like it's very um, lesbian action. There's so much that you want to see. There's Gossip Girl. Oh my God. It's amazing. It has a bit of everything. So we're super excited for the rest of the season. Uh, Pilot. This is honestly one of the stronger pilots I've seen this it season. It is, and it was also uh, one of the most wise. talked about. People were, like, very excited for this, and the fact that it was good is kind of shocking to everyone, I think. Yeah, and it's the perfect amount of, I don't know, and and, and we can't say it yet, right? but currently it's a perfect level of camp mm-hmm. meets mm-hmm. Uh, sincere, we, had a, we have a murder mystery mm-hmm. we found, mm-hmm. And um, we're going to see where it goes. No, but... it's like sex, drugs, intrigue, teen drama. And it's the perfect blend of what people want in like the YA genre, yeah. you know? People but... want this shit. It's like Pretty Little Liars meets all these things that we described. Yeah, people keep saying it's uh, Twin Peaks. Twin, yeah, it's Twin Peaks meets Gossip Girl. Right. Renee expanded. Yes. You already expanded on this. Yes. Meets... Oh, so I thought, yeah, it's it's like the Twin Peaks mm-hmm. whole series murder mystery, the Gossip Girl like sexy drama relationship. It's mm-hmm. the Pretty Little Liars murder, but still like we're young and naive and like, and it's kind of like a, a Carrie Diaries kind of young mm-hmm. high school. Energy. No, I mean all in all, it's, it's young adult all gold. So we like, love the CW. <laughs> like yeah. we're very good at your brand. <laughs> honestly, this show is the epitome of the CW. It's yeah. what we want to see yeah, on that network, exactly. and it really does it well. I think so. So we here at River Dish, yes. we're going to be coming to you every week, uh, Friday afternoon, Friday night. Uh, we're going to have a different guest every week who's going to watch the show with us, give their own uh, input, uh, their own unique voice. And we're excited to uh, share this journey with you because 
I'm excited to find out what happens. I'm excited, and, yeah. And as an Archie virgin, um, girl, let me tell you, if he's the one taking my virginity, like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm open. Mm-hmm. It could be Archie. I, he could take your river dish. So, like, okay. Okay, so should we so, go in? So many places to start in this okay, pilot. Yes, Can is. we just start, though, the pilot with was talking very about... Loaded. It was very lewd. Can we you know talk that. about hot Archie? Yes. Because okay. again, I don't, I don't, I don't know the Archie comics. Okay, but... so as a girl who went to camp and right. read the comics like in the bathroom with my campmates, like, oh my god, we love these comic books. Archie was this pimply ginger yeah. weirdo adolescent. You know, we all bonded with him because we're like, oh, he's so weird, and he's like discovering girls and doing this. He was a bizarre little ginger, and now Archie in Riverdale is so hot, and he's yeah. like. You know, he just went to, he worked for his dad and his dad's construction site. And now he also is like into music. And he came back from the summer and he's so hot. And yeah, he's like, this is the literal green man we have yep. here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think not since Annie Warbucks has there been such justice for gingers in the world. Honestly, Of no. wanting to like fuck Annie and get the money. No. You know, of Daddy Warbucks. There was a solid attempt during Brave with Disney, but that was like kind of not no, yeah. even accepted by anyone. No, but we now have a ginger hero yeah. that we can root for, which I think in the age of um, diversity within Yeah. Oh my God, equality for gingers. I am happy to have a ginger hero that I can root for. As am I. And I must say, the show is very equal towards gingers. Yeah. There are multiple ginger characters that are kind of, even if we hate them, we want to root for them. And overall, um, a pretty diverse show, which which we'll get more into. But I do just want to, I need to point out how Archie got hot over the summer. Like, (laughs) so the amount of times I, as a person, have like reached June and been like, (laughs) Fuck! It's summer already. Like, I'm gonna get hot now. Like, that, it doesn't. It doesn't happen. Yeah. Because that's too late. Of course. Like you know, I June know. the shuttles to Fire Island are already running. <laughs> but if you have a dad I, who runs a construction business, you're like outside, bare bones, like building shit. If, I mean, <laughs> if all I needed was a dad who ran a construction <laughs> company. I, like, sign me up. Mm-hmm. Like, what is he doing also, there? Is Archie's, he moving wood? Is he, like, no teach me how to use a fucking hammer? But Archie's... Okay, listen. <laughs> the main flaw that I see right now is Archie is so conflicted. He's a sophomore in high school, and he kind of likes working for his dad, but he loves music, but he kind of also likes work, like being on the football team. he has team. all these excuses of, like, yes. oh, I can't be on the football team because I'm working for my dad, no, no, no. and I can't so work for my dad because I'm on the football team. A lot team. of things he likes. I'm also in love with no this idea. teacher who we should talk about later. He's the quintessential hot guy that has no idea what he wants to do. First of all, can we talk about how they're all sophomores in high school? Yes. Right. Okay. Like, this casting. Like, let's... Yes. Please. <laughs> but but that's what we want. And, and you kind of need them to be sophomores, because with Pretty Little Liars, for me, it was never really clear, like, what grade they were in. So it's I like, agree. where, how far are we able to go before they're aged out of... It's true. And honestly, years. the age that they start at is clearly the age that the producers being... Which we start them at to continue a series where right. they can grow in a high school. Yeah. CW you know is ready for this to turn <laughs> oh, into. Of course. In, into so a we have these like twenty-five-year-old actors acting as fifteen-year-olds, and it's fine. We accept it. It's, it's fine. okay. <laughs> but regarding Riverdale, I'd like to start at the very beginning of the pilot, where you see Cheryl Blossom and Jason Blossom. <laughs> yes. 
deciding to go out in a casual canoe, you know, during the summer. As, as you twins, do with your sibling. As you do with your twin ginger sibling. <laughs> and can we talk about that moment where they're like looking at each other and he looks at her lips. Oh. And she's like, are you ready? Listen, and he's like, Monet, I'm ready. They are I'm very like... incestuous, dressed in all white. <laughs> right. Cheryl's wearing head to toe gloves, white, like chambray, like whatever. <laughs> and they decide to go out in a casual canoe. The gloves kill me, but yeah. <laughs> white parties are very in right now. If we've learned anything from the Real Housewives franchises, it's that, right. you know, white parties are in. You know what? So they're sure. like they're straight from their white party at Fourth of July. The one right. like bit of like uh, discrepancy, which I would point out to the CW, is the parents show up later. Mm-hmm. They're not in white. So, like, I can't imagine the siblings going to a white party without the parents at the age they're at. You know, I think a white party is more of a mature adult thing to host. No. You know, you get the Chardonnay, you get the Rosé for a white party. You know, exposed to more, you know, privileged, mature parties. Who knows? Alone, though? Are are those siblings in Riverdale? They're not in New York. Just Veronica's in New York. No, they're just in Riverdale. So Riverdale's there. So they obviously went... Like, even in New York, I I still have not been to a white party. No, as if not us. But the biggest takeaway is (laughs) the Blossom Twins are on a casual boat ride. They're having a nice summer night. And apparently, Cheryl loses her glove. (laughs) So, allegedly, we're led to believe... Why are you wearing gloves in a canoe? Well... Sure. Apparently, Jason Blossom dives in to get the glove, and that leads to his death. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never even had a boyfriend who's dived in to get my glove for me, let alone a brother. Like, no, that's not, this is a very poor piece of drama to start off this pilot. And the fact that the storm comes so quickly, it reminded me of the, um, did you guys ever sing in, like, high school choir, The Storm is Passing Over? Um, every like, year. That was an annual oh, song. The, right, exactly. I've carried my soul. It's like the song white people sing it to, like, like, get the gospel repertoire into, like, <laughs> their choral which songs. Which leads me to believe that maybe it was a subliminal message. It seems message. like very series of unfortunate events. It like, does, yes. The ant in the house that... Anyway, it it's like, anyway. it's a lovely day out. The storm comes like that. And and we're immediately fucked, but yeah. but also, I mean, but we also Ryan, to we're immediately led to hate gingers. Archie's introduced. <laughs> the Blossom Twins are hated. So like, my biggest takeaway from the first ten minutes is like, gingers are the devil. Yeah, That's why true. Are they all Which ginger? I kind of thought from the beginning, but then you see the show and you're led to believe, oh my god, right? Horrible. And also, these like gorgeous like Wes Anderson shots of yes. the beginning. Yes. It's like they're setting it up to be this very like artsy. Very, oh, I feel very strongly. And then it's like, oh, your brother died because he was getting your glove? And like, I, I have so many questions. Why did he do that? Why is there a storm? Why are of you course. all ginger? Why is every main character ginger? Like, what? It's strange. <laughs> right. I also do get a very incestuous vibe. From yeah. The oh, ones. very. Don't he was guys? literally holding her face, like looking at her lips, like, oh, there's something about oh, it. Oh, I'm ready. I'm like, mm-hmm. I've done that with. Boys I've dated, like not my siblings. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I was a twin, I'd probably want to fuck my twin. <laughs> <laughs> and that's Sam Gold, everyone. <laughs> it's worth talking though about the uh, the style that the show is shot in. Yes. Um, because it is a very specific. It's it's Wes Anderson. Mm-hmm. It's pushing daisies. It's it is teen yes. soap drama. Uh, it's a super interesting. Uh, mix of things that I don't know if you've really seen before, which no. I think will be a surprise going forward. Yeah, I have to also right. inquire as to what, what period are we in? Because, like, mm. I feel maybe we're in the 50s. Maybe we're in 2017. I don't know. Like, it could be both. 
But I was watching it, and I want to I know the thoughts. The funny thing is, it's meant to be in the present, but it gives, because it gives references to things that are, you know, modern references, such as, you yeah. know, the, the throwbacks to films like Breakfast at Tiffany's and, yeah, and modern right. films like Blue Jasmine and, and, and all blood, these things and, and Cold Blood. But they're dressed as like, and you her know, name 50s is Betty. And like, no one's name is Betty. <laughs> right. Every one of Veronica's outfits is very, it's a mm-hmm. uh, 50s cut. She's wearing pearls. We have pearls. Pop Steiner. But it's, it's a town that's kind of stuck in the past. You know, we start with the it sequence is. of seeing the drive in movie that's just closing. How's that drive in movie lasted until 2017? I don't know. That's it's true. probably that's just true. like an homage like, to what it was. God bless but them. I think that the show itself, you know, it's kind of toying the line of what the comic book was, where it's, you know, kind of a fan base to everyone who loved it when it was a successful 70s and 80s comic mm. and the present where it's relative and so much more poignant than ever but it's toying the line of like where do I stand in this modern hemisphere you know yeah right. yeah so so once we see the twins mm-hmm. in the boat uh the glove Jason falls in Next, we see Cheryl by the river's edge, totally drenched. Which, first of all, white yeah. is an unfortunate color. Like, <laughs> thank God we didn't see the front. Or well, the redhead should never be in head to toe white. Let's be real. Right, yeah. <laughs> realistically. No. But the poor thing, you know, it's an unfortunate uh, color choice. It is being yeah. that she's drenched. But also, why is she drenched? Like, if your twin was murdered in a lake. Would I be drenched and crying in the corner? Right. Well, well have I you guess all watch the Jinx. Like we, <laughs> people are crazy. Well, that's very true, my dad. <laughs> um, and and we also get the uh, the super angry parents. Yes. Uh, so you see Betty's them. mom, who immediately attacks Jason Blossom, and yes. you know attacks him because of her daughter Polly. Yeah. So we're immediately led to believe why is she mad about him? What happened between Polly mm-hmm. and Jason? And why is Cheryl Blossom crying? And right. also, yeah. the big question, what happens to Jason Blossom? Uh, I know. Right. Like any good checkoff play, mm-hmm. we see the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, uh, and we're going to find out who shot it. Mm-hmm. But we, before that, we have a lot of uh, yeah. teenage drama. We do. <laughs> to, yeah. to deal so with. immediately from there, we're shown um, Betty and her mother. So, according to the comics, yeah. Betty was the perfect all-American girl. Everyone loved Betty, and it was hard because Betty always Betty. pined after Archie, and she was the one that you thought Archie should end up with, but enter Veronica Lodge, and you never knew, because it was a love, tri- a love triangle, and you never knew what would happen. But now, well, we Betty's have- mother is heightened and kind of evil, and kind of adding to Betty's demise. So, enter Betty's mother, and mm-hmm. she's... You know, questioning her perfectness and pushing pills on her and just pressuring her all around. Yeah. And it's kind of hard to watch, in my opinion. What do you guys think? Yeah, there's something very interesting between the mothers on this show. Yes, First, all of them. You know, we, we, we do see um, Betty's mom, but before that even... We're introduced to Veronica's mother, yes. who yeah. I'm personally obsessed with. They come in. Yeah. First of all, can we discuss Smithers? Smithers. <laughs> Smithers is going. His literal name is Smithers. <laughs> the thing is, what did Smithers do before Veronica's mom came to town? Oh, well, he was sitting at the desk twiddling his thumbs. They're in a gorgeous, like, apartment building. Like, which... who lives there? <laughs> I mean, right. Veronica's the mother. I think it's also, calls. I think it's fair to talk about her mother's name is Hermione. Yeah. And that was way beyond Harry Potter. Her dad's name is her dad's it, name is Hiram. Hi, yeah. So Hiram. Hermione and Hiram—that's like pure fan fiction right there. But also, like, 
Hermione like 10 years before Harry Potter. So they walk in. That's right fan fiction. They walk in with Smithers and mom's like, oh, I would love some cheeseburgers tonight, Smithers. And we're all like, I'm sorry, you don't eat cheeseburgers. Like, can we just observe your body? Like, this is not, like. Oh, there is no way the Lodges have ever ate cheeseburgers without throwing up right after. Yeah, like, I eat a cheeseburger, but, you know, we got curbs here. No, it's (laughs) like those hot moms that are like, we need Shake Shack, and, like, let's get it. And they get it, and they're like, okay, throw up day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's be Yeah, it's definitely, like, their one night of the month, at least, that they're going to. Is it Pops? Pops, um, It's like Pops chocolate. Oh, Pops. Pop so it's they a go, combo burger chocolate chop, which yeah. is kind of questionable to begin with. Right. Right. They go into this fast food place. I'm also, obs- I'm obsessed with Veronica, like, who must have gone in wanting onion rings, but, like, didn't order them beforehand. Oh, so, Veronica like, that's how she's introduced in to Archie and Betty. capelet. And I mean, right. she's wearing a cape. Listen, if someone that I knew walked into a, like, Shake Shack in a capelet and I looked at them, I'd be like, Oh, be my friend. Right. You look amazing. Oh. You know? Yeah, I dropped on my knees. Oh my god. Yeah. And that, I'd be like, you don't belong here. And that's when Archie go. first noticed her. He was like, oh shit, they're calling the capelet. And that's what I would do Archie too. has a problem with commitment. I think we can like all address. Cause <laughs> yeah. I think, yeah, Archie and, and first of all, first of all, I'm also obsessed with with Betty, who when they're sharing about their summer, Archie, who somehow got we've already established how he got hot working his construction job. Yeah, whatever. But all of a sudden, Betty's talking about this Toni Morrison book signing she went to, in which like Toni Morrison like shared like a paragraph of special words with her that she recites like word by word, yeah, like "Don't again. rush this. Like, One this summer, summer can change everything." Like yeah. who the fuck is Toni Morrison to be giving this? girl advice at a book signing. And Betty's like, you know she's my favorite author. And Archie's like, yeah, yeah. Like, I don't really care about you, but yeah, for sure. Like, I'll listen to this date. (laughs) I feel so sorry for Betty because we've all been Betty. You know? Like, we've Mm -hmm. all wanted that guy and he won't pay attention to us and that's what high school is for, is trying to uh, follow the perfect guy and be with him. But he will obviously... We have, but we all feel bad. Like, she really, in that scene at the diner where Veronica enters, yeah. it's very sad because you see Betty trying so hard to finally woo him and get him and enter this gorgeous girl mm-hmm. from New York who is so fabulous and exotic. She's wearing a capelet for good good God. I mean, anywhere wearing a capelet, you're like, oh shit, okay. Yeah. Well, we're already introduced to... Um, and again, not knowing not knowing the comic series. Again, I'm I'm an Archie virgin. Sam mm-hmm. is an expert. Yes. Uh, but from what I've I've now researched before <laughs> fucking starting this podcast, which is brilliant, you know, not knowing the series, um, <laughs> it's clear that it, it is sort of a classic uh, love triangle yes. that we're set up for. And the and entire you immediately comic get, is that right. they're constantly the entire comic for probably like. Over ten years, they're in a love triangle. Yeah, and what? you immediately get the the Eponine Cosette yes. Marius uh, yeah. setup here. It's exactly. But that. we should talk about Geraldine, yes. the teacher. Okay, so okay. so Archie's very conflicted because he's also in love with his teacher, who, not to shade casting, but this woman is is the same age as all the students. But let me like, let me go back to the teacher. comments. In the comics, Geraldine Grundy is this old That's woman. That's her name, Geraldine Grundy. Her name is Geraldine Grundy, which should say everything. But yeah. in the comics, she's like, she is the missing teacher, but she is old and like 
disrespected, of course, but she's not hot. And now this new series, I mean, her entrance is wearing like Lolita heart glasses, and she's so hot. And you see her. She has this like look at Archie. She's wearing like a pencil skirt, and Archie goes in to be like, "Oh, I'm like an aspiring musician now because he has Mm -hmm. all these interests. You can't be a construction worker, a football player, and a musician. Like that's not possible. But whatever. It's it's post high school musical. Yeah. (laughs) So so he goes in being like, "Oh, I've written all these songs." She's like. Archie, like, I know these are about me, but, like, we can't fuck anymore. Like, that would be too much. And he's like, no, I still want you. And she's like, no, no, no. That was a one-time thing. And then you learn that they, like, observed this other Ginger's murder. And, like, we can talk about that later. (laughs) It's honestly a subliminal pot against Ginger's. Yeah, so they're, like, witnesses, and they don't do anything, which is, like, another throwback to, like, the Zodiac's murder. But my biggest takeaway about Geraldine Grundy is that all of her music sessions that are personal music sessions are taught in a dimly lit music classroom where it's so sexy, and it should not be where classes are taught, but her private sessions apparently are taught in this like low lit session yeah. where she's like, Archie, so how does this make you feel? And she keeps talking like her vocal fry being like, Archie, oh, stop, we can't be together. I'm like, obviously you want she, him. Right. And this if she was so a good music realistic. teacher, she would tell you not to do that. When I was in elementary school, I, um, you know, I was, I'm not going to say I was the star of my music class, but, but I pretty much I was. But I would, um. I clearly remember one day I brought in little girls from Annie to sing to the class. And, and I don't, again, I don't want to like say I nailed it, but I killed it. I nailed it. But my music teacher pulled me aside and she said, cause I was like, what, nine at this point? And she goes, that was great, but you're not singing healthily. Like you're going to hurt your voice. Cause I was giving you full out like vocal fry, Miss Hannigan, realness, like little girls, little girls, because I'm an actor yeah. first and foremost. Yes. Um, but she pulled me aside and she said, "Like that's gonna that's gonna hurt your voice in a long time. You can't belt like that." Which at the time I said, "Like fuck you." But now I watch this series and I say. If she's talking like that, you're not going to teach these kids a great yes. music technique. Yes. Sure. But overall, it's just like, it's something we have to talk about in these teen soap series where statutory rape uh, becomes acceptable. I mean, look at Pretty Little Liars. That was the biggest trope from season one, and it lasted all six series, all six seasons. Right, and so what are we? What are we setting up here? What are we? Teaching I mean, maybe our kids? a long term thing. Who knows? Maybe she's a suspect. I don't know. But this is very CW because, like in Gossip Girl two, Serena had that thing with the teacher, and we were all like, "This is so bad. You should be with Dan." And like, we all wanted it, but. I guess you guys have to string us along. But, like, <laughs> but as of season one, episode one right now, who we think is the prime suspect? Well, I think the sister, because they were alone. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think? I don't... I, I think this is something we, we have to discuss and think more about. I do, too. I mean, the prime suspect for me right now, of course, is Betty's family. Her mother right. or her I think, sister. Her I think the man. mother... Betty's family. The mother super yes. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, they do seem like an obvious choice, but there's something that leads me to believe that there's something extreme that happened with Betty's sister, Polly. Yeah. So mm-hmm. her mother might have chosen to like stop that. Well, we could be Betty's sister. We Who can knows? take Archie and um, Grun- Grundy. 
yes. out of the equation, right? Because yeah. we've seen them when the shot was fired. Yes, they're out of it. But this is what I think about... So is Veronica and Betty, I do feel. Because they were. you saw them outside of it reacting. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you never know. So not to bring in, like, real murder, but, like, the Amanda Knox documentary that you might have all seen. Um, so when she... When they're, like, bringing out... The murder, and she's like making out with her boyfriend, like seemingly unaware. It's like that's what I, I very much felt that with the sister, because she was like, "I'm still gonna run the cheerleading team," and like, "I'm super hot," and look at my hair, I curled it. It's like if my brother was murdered, I wouldn't curl my hair ever again. Like I would never yeah. care about anything in the world. Like Cheryl the fact Blossom. that she's like, yeah, yeah, she's like so fucking like, oh, I'm just gonna oh, run yeah. the fucking cheerleading team. There's and, something like, very I'm off gonna about bitch her. on you, and I'm gonna curl my hair. And I'm gonna wear this crop top. It's like, no, you don't get to do that because your brother is dead. Like, no, and the fact yeah, that but she, we all have to move on. But, but the fact that no, she said her brother this. drowned, and yeah. she knows that's not true. Well, right. I'm very mad. Right, right, if they you know on, something happened. Uh, yes, she's a super yeah. so, bitch anyway. So I don't want to. I don't want to totally derail us here. Oh, but let's um no. There's just so much. You, you know, yeah, we're moments. gonna have the whole season to wonder about the murder. Yeah, I did watch an interview where the writer said we we are gonna solve this mystery by the end of the season, oh. which is great to know. You know, okay. it's not so allegedly we're not gonna be strung along for for multiple seasons not knowing who did this in in uh, this many episodes we're gonna find out who. Who did the murder? Okay, that's so good. so that's good to know. At least we get some validation. Um, it's nice. Yeah. It's nice. Yeah. Well, let's just pleasure. go. Let's just go like uh, bit by bit with the episode. Yes, here. let's do it. Yeah. Um, so, let's start with Archie's father. Oh Very my hot. god! Yes. <laughs> so Luke okay. Perry. Yes, Luke Perry. I mean, the parents in the show are just so hot by default. But Luke Perry enters, and you're like, "What have you done to become so attractive? And why do we love you so much?" Yeah. He is so hot. And seemingly like an amazing dad. Right? I think so too. He's like, you can have this job. Yeah, like work for my construction company and you could be hot too. And then you can like do what you want and whatever. But he really is like a fixture of young adult gold. And we get a little taste of the dad and Hermione's past past relationship. Can we talk for a second? It was a little bit, but I want to talk for a brief second about Hermione's name. Yes. She was the OG Hermione. <laughs> yeah. If, if we're trusting this timeline. Listen, long before J.K. Rowling took the name and made it a wizard, right. it was this woman at Riverdale who was the mother of Veronica Lodge. Yeah. I was also, respect that. I was also reading an interesting story, again, as a total version to the Archie series, about after the series started with um, uh, Veronica, I guess that name totally dipped in popularity of baby names, which you really? kind of get because all of a sudden it became oh. associated with sort of like a bitchy girl. And, and you kind of start to get that. You know, you look at Heather's. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how many Veronica's I know, but if I knew a yeah. Veronica, I would Veronica. picture a, a bitchy brunette. It's true that Veronica's in pop culture now, you know, according to Riverdale, the Heather's, and a lot of other things. They're just bitchy and leaders and... Yeah. I get it. I really yeah. do. She's also, I I do want to bring up something I love about Veronica out of many things. First of all, her takedowns, um, but also the fact that her pop culture references, uh, I'm I'm very obsessed with. One of my oh, favorite yes. was when she goes, oh, yeah. I feel like I'm walking through the lost epilogue of our town. Yeah. Like, 
a very specific niche reference for a CW show. Honestly, it is, um, yes. But I think it works. She also references, right, um, the... Uh, she says, I'm breakfast at Tiffany's. Yes, right, right, right. Like, in I'm in In Cold, Cold Blood. Yeah. Honestly, it's funny because it sets up the show in an interesting time. She's like, it's oh, modern, you know, but it's still in a throwback. But Veronica sets her world very clearly. Yeah. Yeah. And she, and she comes in, she's, she is cultured, she has knowledge, mm-hmm. uh, she's gonna know how to, um, how to rule this town. No, she knows, and this girl knows her place, and the best thing is, this girl and her mother say they want cheeseburgers, there is no <laughs> way on earth they're gonna eat the cheeseburgers. Like, oh, no, no. They just want to get it from, you know, Pop's Chocolate Shop, or whatever it's called. By the way, a Pop's Burger Chocolate Shop? Bizarre. Why would you sell both? I no, I don't trust. No. I don't trust diners no, personally. Of course not. If I'm, you can do that many, th- if you can nail that many items on a menu, like there's no way that they're all going to be good. There's no I way. Never I never wanted to order. It is an homage to the comic, yes. But there's no way Veronica and her mother would eat that. Like they no. throw also, it up. We talk about their like matching pearl necklaces. Yes. Like they're clearly Gucci shirts and like. They're just like a different class. We get it. They like, are. it's fine. I respect. But you know what? It's shown right away. Veronica walks into that hamburger shop, and immediately Archie's like, oh, she's different. She's cool. Betty's threatened. We get it. Obviously. It, it really We've all been up. Betty. We've all been Betty. Mm-hmm. We lost that girl while we were like on a date in Shake Shack, and that fabulous girl the day before us walks in, or that guy, and we're like, oh, shit. Yeah. Ugh. We've all dealt. We've all dealt. We have. And while speaking about being threatened, I think it's a good time to bring up Kevin. Oh, yes. Who is gorgeous. Kevin's gorgeous. And okay, so Kevin Keller was a later addition to the comic books. He was introduced within the last, I'd say, three or four years by the showrunner, actually, of Riverdale. And in the recent comic books, he was the first gay character in the Archie comics. So now he's a series regular on the show, and I think it's the best edition ever because they needed that to fit into modern culture and to fit into what the world oh, is yeah. right now. And I have to say, I'm so happy to see, and I, I know this will be written about, debated about, but to have a character on a teen drama like this who we're introduced him, we're introduced to him as gay immediately in the pilot, he's unapologetic he's hooking up with straight guys on the football team he's hot he's yeah. not right he's attractive he's not apologizing he's getting the most dick out of anyone yeah. in this series it's amazing i think it's a pretty and he's best friends with the lead girl you know and be friends the new lead girl like yeah. it's it's great yeah you can look at the trope and say there are the few moments where um it said, you know, how do you feel about being the gay best friends? Uh, Veronica, the first moment she meets him, says, like, immediately just goes, oh, you're gay, let's be friends. Eh, that's questionable. You start questioning, okay, is this where we're heading? Is he just going to be the sassy sidekick who the the strong female in the school can relate to? I don't but think Veronica's had many that. girlfriends. He makes fun of that. Right. Veronica's not. She was in New York. She had, like, fabulous, you know, artsy friends. Right. And then they all dumped her eventually. And her dad, you know, went crazy. But now she meets this guy, Kevin Keller, who is the epitome of, you know, the gay best friend. Okay, best friend. But he is so much more than that. Yeah, I'm going to be very interested to see where this series 
takes him. Me too. And the funny thing is, so Moose is a longtime standpoint of the Archie comics. He was always kind of the bully of the Archie comics. He was always one of those that made fun of Archie and co. And now, in the first pilot episode of Riverdale, to see Kevin Keller wooing this one, you know, questionably gay character is so fucking refreshing and amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, um, again, so interesting that they would choose the the bully of, again, sort of how it's just a show for 2017. It is. Granted, we've had a shitty year so far, mm-hmm. uh, human rights-wise, but uh, you look at how things have gone, and, like, I think back to high school, and it's, you know, I'll tell the podcast listeners right now, I, I am gay, if, if you haven't told already. <laughs> um, but again, it was... It's so fascinating how my biggest bully in middle school, high school, ended up being this guy who ended up coming out in college and since. Like, it was always clear that there was some, like, reason he was being mean to me, but it's just another uh, trope that that works its way through the series. Honestly, like, readers of Archie Comics probably, you know, most of them never saw Moose as a gay character. But it makes so much sense as you read on and you meet Kevin Keller. And it makes a lot of sense. We also have to talk about how the gay bar in town is called Innuendo, which (laughs) I think is brilliant. I really like... It is pretty brilliant, yes. Innuendo. Yeah. Um, I'm impressed that Riverdale has a gay bar. I do too. I hope we see it. I think we will. I mean, it sounds like a Hell's Kitchen bar, honestly. Right. He's underage, though. But I feel like oh, Kevin yeah. is is the type and is smart enough to maybe like have a fake ID. I think so. He's already like kind of admitted it. Yeah. yeah. I think, and we're not sure about where Riverdale is. It's no. sort of a, a Springfield Where do you guys uh, think it esque. is? Oh. I see it in the Midwest. Do you? But I, do. But I feel like it's closer to the East Coast because yeah. they're... Because Veronica moved there, they're like pretty True. relevant. They kind of get what's going on, like True. maybe like a Vermont or New Hampshire kind of. Yeah, I was thinking more I see of like a Pennsylvania. I see like a Carolina state, like southern-ish, but like. Southern but their high school is. isn't so prideful of sports, which I feel True. like a lot of the Midwest is. The yeah. Can we talk about Betty's mother? Oh yeah. Okay, so we meet Betty, and yeah. she is, you know, the all-American girl. She's the girl next door, literally. She lives next to Archie. Yeah, which literally, her hair's in a ponytail the whole time until the dance. And I'm like, finally, we let your hair down. Like, this is very exciting for yes. us. Yes, and that's also a trip <laughs> to the comic, because in the comic, her hair is always in a high pony. Oh. But, okay. you know, she's in love with Archie. Yeah. But what I like is, in the comic, she is kind of uptight, and she never lets her hair down, which is another oh. trope. But I love the addition of her mother, who's crazy, because yeah. it makes a lot of sense to the character. She's like, yeah, her mother her Adderall. Yes, her like, mother's oh. a drug pusher who's pushing her to be perfect. In the comic, you get a sense of this girl who is perfect, and her Veronica Lodge, who's kind of a wild card, and but, Betty's still kind of, you know, trying so hard to be, like, yeah. the all-American girl. And now it makes sense that, like, she is the all-American girl, but she's warring with her mind, because she doesn't know, like, what to do. So I kind of love it that her mom's like a drug pusher trying to yeah. make her even more perfect than she's trying to be. Because that's our all-American girl now. And this exactly. girl, I guess, is like the person who's like on all the perfect cocktail pills and like has yes. the perfect life. And the mom is like very successful financially. And like you have this house and you have this life. And like, which is, 
Of course not true, but exactly. that's what we but kind of idealize. We're going to see her snap very soon. It's going to be really entertaining to watch. The mom yeah. or Betty? Betty. Oh, yeah, Betty. and we immediately get this interesting friendship between Betty and Veronica. Mm-hmm. So, two characters who you first think are just going to be mortal enemies, and that's how we're going to see them they throughout are the, the rest comic. of the series. Right. The time. Um, but instead, they form this... Uh, this this bond, rather. An alliance, almost. Yeah. yeah. Uh, where I think Veronica has this uh, effect on Betty of saying, girl, let, let your hair down, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I don't know if uh, Betty's influence is as clear on Veronica right now at the moment. You know, Veronica seems to be definitely wearing the pants here. Uh, but it, I think that became very clear asking Archie to uh, the, the prom. Which, first yes. of all, another classic high school teenage drama. Also, we have one high school. So we have a dance, like the first week of high school, a black tie dance. No. Did no. you guys ever go to high school dances? No, I did. Well, we had a homecoming right when school started, but it was not traditional. It was like very, it was like, we're going to grind and like wear. Like my freshman year, the theme was buck wild and we all wore like bandanas around our boobs and we're like we're slutty freshmen and like it was very bad but never a black tie event you know (laughs) no i don't i was always on the student council so i had to go to the dances but like i just sat at the door and collected money which says a lot about i never had it like formal i tried to dance like that no no no, i don't think no way to our listeners Sam and I are both from the East Coast, yes. kind of tri-state area. I'm Monet's, from Long Island. Yeah, I'm from Connecticut. Monet is joining us from uh, California. Yeah, from right. so, so we get that uh, that difference there, where you dressed like a slut yeah. and uh, went to a dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was trying to get some boys in high school. It never worked. I'm yeah. Betty. It's fine. You are pretty much Betty. Yeah. 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 But okay. I, I honestly would go to a dance if it did include a performance by Josie and the Pussycat Dolls. You know what? So would I. Wait, wait. Can we talk about the fact that they literally lifted this name from a group that already exists? Like, did well, anyone they? call them? It, it well, exists Josie in the comics, the, right? Josie started in the comics, and so did Sabrina and all these things. It started in the RG world. Okay, I apologize, listeners. Sorry, viewers. <laughs> But that's the point. We have some. Um, we have some comic versions. But you know and we what? Have some experts. Josie and the Pussycats started there. They didn't and... have nearly enough of a scene. It was oh, like, no. oh, I'm Archie. My hair's dyed red, and like I'm gonna stumble upon these girls, and they're like, we're playing music. We're Josie and the Pussycats. I'm like, uh, no, you're not. Like I know Josie and the Pussycats. No, they came across pretty bitchy in that first episode, right? Like, and they... it was kind of like, oh shit, like come on, guys. Hey, showrunners, we need a scene for Josie and the Pussycats. Like, yeah. We... <laughs> I think but we get some. We get because some. we're immediately set up. It's a pilot again, but we're immediately yeah, yeah. set up. Archie likes music. They like music. They're probably a bit more established right. musically. Yeah, like, like, they're already writing their singing. songs. Besides, I'm sorry, but that was shit Archie's song. Yeah. Please. No. But I do love that I'm Josie really calls him Justin Gingerlake. Yes. <laughs> that was pretty good. Yeah, that was really funny. Right? And also their hairstyles in a time where you walk down the street here and you're riddled by pussy hats. No, it's um, They were really ahead of the trends. They wearing are. Wearing the pussy hair. Um, they've, they've kind of coined, they've taken back the word pussy before the women's marchers They truly out. have. And if they were in my high school, I'd be the biggest fan girl. So, yeah. kudos to Jason and, the pussy And they hats. sound great. They do. 
I love them. I think. We also learn at the dance that Moose has a horse-like dick. His equipment. <laughs> He's seen his moose parts. Yeah, horse-like. Um, and he takes him home, and that's when they discover Jason Blossom's body. Well, yeah, we'll, we'll get there. I mean, that's later, but, but it is really like, but it's speaking a big of, speaking of moose parts, <laughs> I, I also liked how Josie the Pussycats, the song they played was the song that Cheryl and Jason were conceived with. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Like, that was a song that her parents were listening to while they conceived the twins and they knew that i don't know i just maybe it's, it's a fun one radio tidbit. station in riverdale who knows and it may be a hint to the murder mystery it could we don't i mean know. honestly yeah. i do find cheryl and jason blossom so incestuous yes. and at this point i honestly don't know who killed jason blossom all we know is he got shot and he was washed up in the river and then kevin keller and moose discovered him but at this point, we have no idea who kills him and why. Yeah. And so let's let's jump. We've made it to the party. Yes. After the party, Cheryl Blossom is having an after party. Oh, yes. Um, and yeah. she decides to play seven minutes in heaven. Which, oh, again, yeah. I don't know. Something really interesting in this show is like how it's really taking every stereotype of a high school drama mm-hmm. of like, I don't know. I went to high school and you watch all these movies growing up of like what high school is supposed to be. And then you go through it. You're like, God, I really didn't uh, experience that. Um, Yeah. But that's, that's sort of the trope that we all go with and accept that those are the things you experience in high school. Look at me on Sandra G. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't smoke a cigarette in high school, nor did I play seven minutes in heaven, which would have been, Horrific for whatever girl I ended up with. I played Seven Minutes Heaven. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. never did. Okay, spill the tea. Oh, I did it. And it was so awkward. And honestly, it was kind of like Riverdale where we sit in a room asking questions to each other, being like, tell me something. Oh. Now you tell me something. Now you tell me something. And then, of course, if you're lost in the closet with someone, you're probably going to make out. Yeah, I spent My... enough time in the closet. In <laughs> My, like, craziest high school party. This might not be relevant, but like, I, I was really, we were drinking like tequila sunrises, which I was like, I'm 16. This is amazing. And then this one girl was like, you should smoke this weed. I was like, oh yeah, I should. And so I was like amazingly crossfaded and like on this person's waterbed and just like floating, floating to my death. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. It happened. <laughs> Yeah, ever high school for us. So yeah, it's close. This was like outside of high school. It was honestly outside of college. It does. Um, one time, then... I ended up in a closet at a cast party for uh, a show I was in. But we were playing. In, it's like so weird. But we were playing um, like manhunt or something. I don't even know. But this kid and I ended up in a closet and ended up making out. Oh, but that's as close as I get to happens. like my time in the closet. Yeah, uh, it happens. But I mean, yeah, then I, I mean, enter Veronica Lodge and Archie Andrews in a closet together. Poor Betty just has to accept it because it happens during Seven Minutes in Heaven, and the bottle spins, and that's what happens. Cheryl Blossom yeah. is just like you know screaming. She's like, "Yes, thank God!" And I feel like Betty. Uh, wait, no, Veronica is trying to be such a good wingman. She and is. Even like when she gets home after the party, she's like, "Mom, I'm tired. I don't really want to talk about it." Like. 
she obviously feels torn up that she did this thing. So well, Veronica like, I'm was a like Veronica fan. I'm on Team Veronica. Well, Monet, Veronica's yes. a reform slut. She honestly oh, yeah. is trying so hard to be good. She's Serena Vanderwoodson. She she's Serena yeah, Vanderson. Like, she's she's in the Gossip Girl world. She's trying so yeah. hard to be a friend to Betty. But enter Veronica alone in the closet with Archie Andrews. Like we've and all she, been there. We've all been there. She's kind <laughs> of attracted to him. She kind of feels it. We all see it. We feel that attraction. They're asking each other questions. They like each other. They make out. And we're all kind of on the edge of our seats because we're wanting it but not wanting it at the same yeah. time. And we want her to be a friend to Betty. We also are kind of on board with this. So it's kind of exciting to see where it's going to go. Yeah, exactly. Um, and obviously Betty's torn up about this. Oh my goodness. Uh, the next scene we get is Archie visiting Jughead, yes. who who we haven't talked about yet. No, so let's but... talk about this now. So it's Cole Sprouse of the hit oh, show, yeah. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. A fun fact Ryan is... Ryan and I went to college with Cole and Dylan Sprouse, so... Yeah, I... I had some weird interactions with them. Wouldn't again. Would not. Would not call myself friends with them. Monet, however, lived on their floor mm-hmm. in a lived her in, freshman dorm, in Third North NYU dorm. We lived on the well, same floor. Well, don't get the address. Oh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> but it was very odd. We would like watch movies together, and I was like, I watched you guys on TV as a kid. This is fine, though. Yeah, uh, but Cole Sprouse is kind of perfect as Jughead Jones. It's. It's interesting because in the comics, Jughead served as Archie's best friend and confidant. And now, in the re- in the rebooted Riverdale, he's kind of the narrator, utter, who had a secret history with, we could tell, with Betty and with Archie, but we don't know what it is yet. Yeah, there's a lot of questions. There's a lot of questions, and he's kind of serving right now as the narrator of all of it. And it's interesting because we're, we're waiting on our seats to see what happened with them. We it, don't know. Yeah, and is he... Like, I feel he's a suspect, but also it's kind of weird to write a novel about a murder you committed yourself. Mm -hmm. But why is he, first of all, like, what is that coffee bill going to be at the diner? Oh my God. And also, like, he has to spend so much because he's sitting there for so long. So, hello. And I, I was a coffee addict in high school, but I don't think a lot of kids were. So the fact that he's old enough to just sit in a diner alone, like, forever, uh, yeah. I don't know, says a lot about him as a character. It's also interesting, this this new genre of television, which I'm so obsessed with, but the pilot leaves you with so many questions that, like, most people, I feel like, wouldn't care to tune in more. But I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't know anything now. Let's watch the second one. Like... Which, it's kind of like what's happening now. Like, The Leftovers is like that. Westworld is like that. This is like that. I think <laughs> everything I watch now is like, I'm, I don't know anything. Let me watch the second one. There's an interesting thing also with the Archie series, because in the comics, Jughead Jones, the Dylan Sprouse character. Yeah. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Cole Sprouse. <laughs> Which twin is it? I don't know. <laughs> Cole twin. Sprouse. In the comic, Jughead Jones is secretly in love with Betty. Oh. So I'm wondering if they're going to like... Do that, yeah, because they yeah, kind of, yeah, yeah. they kind of already. Secret, like, I can see that. Okay, they quietly said, like, remember, he's like, you didn't do that to me, right? To Archie, Betty right. deserves so, some love. She does. She needs some D. Archie's like she so apathetic, like, oh, I don't know, I can't commit. Archie, I'm this teacher. Wait, have we talked about the teacher? Did we talk? About yeah, the yeah. I mean, <laughs> we have. I mean, she's so <laughs> slutty. Whatever. Archie is, um, he's like 
a grinder dude who doesn't show his face. You know, like That's all you real. see is the torso with the abs, and mm-hmm. you think, oh wow, that guy's hot. I don't think he offers a lot personality wise. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't no want to sit does. down with him at dinner. No. Yeah. Uh, Archie's like, oh, I can't commit to this. Oh, I don't know. I can't commit no, to this. I can't commit to my job. I can't commit to my character. sport. I can't commit to my girlfriend. I can't commit to this other girl who made out with me. Like, no. Archie has no personality. The no crazy thing about Archie is he's trying so hard to like figure out who he is. But at the same time, he's committing to football. He's committing to music. He's committing to his father's yeah. construction company. And he's committing to girls. And he's so like he has no time for 14 his fo- like in theory. Yes, you know, he's like 14. <laughs> so I mean not really, but if we learned anything from high school musical, it's it's you can't do it all at once. It's you know? Vanessa way. Hudgens is gonna get angry at some point and he's gonna end up on a golf course flexing his muscles and It's so true. Young teenage boys wishing he was shirtless. It is, yeah. I get it. It's not universal. Okay, but at this point, episode one, season what? one. What do we foresee? Him ending up with Betty or Veronica? Monaco. Okay. I think he's going to have like a, a hot love affair with Veronica. She's going to feel really bad about it because us girls think about feelings and boys don't. You know, it's fine. Um, and so she's going to like have a talk with Betty and Betty's going to be like, oh my God, this sucks that you did this thing, but we can work through it because I love Archie. At the end of the season, Betty and Archie will end up together and Veronica's going to feel really shitty, but... Like, then there's also the murder subplot. But, um, yeah, that's, that's what I think. Okay. <laughs> Ryan Loomis, what do you think? I I think at the end of the day, he's going to return to Betty. I, I'm not confident in saying that. I just think <laughs> Veronica has so much going in her life. She's too good for him. She has, she... <laughs> he sucks. Yeah. Betty's, Betty's kind of... Um, Betty's white paint too, you know? And I think white paint deserves white paint. Sam Golds? Uh, it's hard because I'm a fan of the comics and it's been a, you know, continuous love triangle. Right. So you know. I Well, kind of, but I do, I'm rooting for Veronica because I love the exotic <gasps> love interest and I love Veronica's pursuit of just, you know, getting him. But he's so yeah. I'm hoping a hot teacher comes in for Veronica. I think that's, I think she deserves the, like, she deserves to fuck the principal or something. Oh, yeah, yeah. she does. She Can we like... talk, was it, was it Cole Sprouse whose nudes leaked? No, it was oh, Dylan. Oh, no, it was Dylan. Dylan. Okay, It sorry. was Dylan. Sidebar, but. That's but okay. it kind of is, like, comparable, because they're twins. Yeah, yeah. And, and Cole's, they both definitely got in uh, considerably hotter. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah. Well, Cole's very hot, and honestly, Cole's role as Jughead is only going to grow. Because he's kind of the narrator of that show. Right. And I have to say, for, for Dylan Sprouse, I know he's not involved in the series, but now that I brought him up, let's talk about it. <laughs> yes. yes. I think he is revolutionary in the way our generation is going to talk about uh, leaked exotic photos. Exotic? Okay. Well, yeah, you know, nudes, because everyone has them. Um, but he was unapologetic. He said... Sorry, I was proud of it. Yeah, that's me. Whoops. And, you know and, and we all moved on, you know? Like, yeah. yeah. That yeah. is. That is mature. It's a mature way There's a lot of that. slubs that would just deny it and like pull right, try to cover it up. It. He said, no, that's no, me. It's like, very respectable. Yeah. It really is, you know? Yeah. And I like that. Who knows? Maybe we'll have a guest turn over it all. Yeah, I'm also curious about um, 
Jughead and Archie's relationship. It's mm-hmm. clear they it's clear they had a friendship that is now on the rocks. He mm-hmm. says like uh, it would have been it would have gone a long way with me when mm-hmm. Archie mentions he lost his best friend. I think we're gonna we're gonna uh, find a lot out about that going forward. And it's very interesting to me to see Jughead as the narrator of the whole series. Right. You know? Except we're only introduced to him at the end of the At the end. Pilot. But I feel like there's so much he has to say. Yeah. 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 We're definitely going to find out more about him. Uh, and of course, the big bombshell, the thing everyone uh, will leave talking about is, is the end of the pilot uh, where we find Jason's body with a uh, oh, bullet yeah. hole in his head. Found by Jason, uh, by Kevin Keller and, and Moose. Moose. Which is yeah. kind of fabulous, if you ask me. I yeah. loved how Moose was like, "What do you want to do? Everything, anything but kiss." Oh yeah, like so. And much as I said, there. Moose was the biggest bully in the comics. So to see him with Kevin Keller, like about to cup, is everything. And yeah. I, I wonder who else movie. Kevin will end up with. Yeah, I could forward. see. I mean, I could see so many things for Kevin Keller. Yeah, I'm also wondering like. Where is this town and who owns a gun here? Because, like, someone... Because that's the suspect. Like, who could acquire a gun? But from the get-go, immediately, episode one, season one, who do we see as the immediate killer of Jason Blossom? I think, yeah. Who who do you suspect, Sam? I mean, right out the get-go, it's an easy suspect, but I see Betty's mother Mm -hmm. as number one. Because she has a motive, because something happened clearly with her daughter, Polly... What I suspect is he got her pregnant or something happened with that. crazy. It's crazy, crazy, but you see Betty's mother and she's a control freak and she has her daughter Betty on drugs to be perfect. Yeah. So her daughter Polly, of course, straight off the path and something terrible happened, of course. Maybe it was that. Who knows? Who knows? You know? Okay. But that's my immediate suspect. I don't know. I don't kind of foresee it being the end all be all, but I foresee it being a a prime suspect in the investigation. Can I ask a question? Yes. Of, like, why, why was the opening shot of the series the siblings, like, being incestual, holding hands? Like, why was that well, the shot? I think because Cheryl and Jason were close, and he died while he was out with her on a boat. So, I think she's a suspect. She could be. Because they were the only ones to... Expand. If, well, if they start the series off, like, this is Riverdale... Look at these siblings. They're both wearing white. They're looking at each other's mouths, holding each other very sexually. And now, like, oh, my God, five minutes later, he's dead. Like, obviously, I I think it's her because she's, like, jealous that she could never be with him in some weird sexual way. It's, um, that feels, like, very CW to me. Like, very, very, like, incestual, rapey, like, oh, I want to be with you so badly. I'm going to kill you before you can be with someone else. It very well could be. Yeah. yeah. And especially, Ryan, if, if, especially if this if this is like Midwest, it feels kind of... Yeah, it's true. Maybe that's... What do yeah, you think? Yeah, we still haven't met Polly, mm-hmm. who's yeah. Betty's sister, who again seems like could be an obvious suspect here. Uh, but at the moment, I have to go with Monet, I think, with Cheryl, because I don't... So we see he was shot straight through the head, which first of all, like... You know, Annie Oakley wishes she could have that sort of aim. Like, um, you have to be close to do that. Right. And or have a sniper rifle, which I don't think anyone does. <laughs> and unless, you know, we hear all these stories, and I'm sure we'll find out more, but, you know, in these traumatic situations, people kind of blacking out and, like, not really knowing what happened. Maybe Cheryl was underwater first. But if, 
if someone was, if I was in a boat with someone and they got shot through the head, I, I think I would remember yeah. the shots and not really jump to like saying he just drowned unless I had some part in. See what I'm saying? I lost my glove. He went to get it. Right. And no. then I wouldn't like immediately reclaim my chair as cheerleading girl. Like no. I, I would, I don't know. Like that part bugs me. It's like, no, I agree. There, there's life. something very off about Cheryl Blossom. Yeah. I hate her, but whatever. Yeah. Definitely <laughs> has something going on, but Hey, there's a lot going on here in Riverdale. Yeah, and, sure. Uh, I'm excited I can't wait to see where it heads. Monet. Honestly, yes, me too. Thank you yes. so much for watching the pilot with us. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you, can you, so you much. Sam. Can you give us your information about where we can follow you? Oh my God. So I have I have an Instagram. I have a Twitter. They are both Monet Sable. Uh, that's that's Monet, like the painter. Um, and uh, Sable S A B E L. So if you want to give me a follow, I can. Uh, keep you updated on my thoughts about Riverdale because I'm very invested now. And, uh, yeah, we love these guys here and we would love to, we would love to, uh, talk to you all soon. And keep posted. Let us know questions at our, at, at Riverdish on Twitter. Yeah. You can also email us, Riverdish at gmail.com. Yes. Any suggestions you have, any questions, anything you want us to talk about. And we'll be coming to you live weekly after each episode. So let us know all your thoughts, theories, questions, and feelings about this series. Yeah, again, I'm Ryan Bloomquist on and I'm Twitter. Sam Gold. At Ryan Bloomquist. Sam Gold, S A M G O L D G, not the director, sorry. <laughs> yeah, and uh, don't get murdered, y'all. Yeah, please. Stay safe. Stay safe. Bye. 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 Bye.